Happy Halloween. It's an absurd holiday. Oh, yes. Putting on costumes and striking fear. Quite absurd. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on Podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network. There's a whole list of other Bat-related shows. I'd also like to dive into other nerdy subjects that we all love to frolic about. No. Especially this time of year. Um, Batman Book Club is also on Patreon if you want to help support the show uh, and join the others. Keep the a few others on patreon.com slash the Batman VC to support the show and help keep those generators running in the Wayne Manor study. Now, the spooky month is uh inching along here, closer to the end than the to than to the beginning now, uh, with episode 170. And there's a little extra pip in my step for this one. Because we're talking the long Halloween special. The long Halloween. That's for you, Paul Herman. Uh, and with me is a familiar voice, uh, the big Dukeroo, if you will. Uh, he's Jersey's finest, Italian, like Italy's finest. Let's just say that. And um, I think he would definitely fit in with the mob of this Tim Sale, <laughs> Jeff Loeb universe. There's a lot of a lot of Italians in there, and especially because he's a frolicker from straight out of Gotham. Peter Arvera. Peter, thanks for coming back on. It's not wrap up. It was easier homework this time. No one in the Falcone crime family frolics, especially not Sophia. <laughs> Sophia is not a woman who frolics. I'm thinking about the uh, the animated movie where it's that that guy that like stood up and got mouthy with Carmine. Like the original scene was actually he started frolicking, and Carmine just looked at him, looked at his bodyguard, and the guy just went and threw him over the <laughs> yeah, just threw him waste, down the steps. <laughs> don't waste the bullets. I want him to feel this. <laughs> I threw him down. He's done. But yeah, uh, spooky month. This is your this is your fourth one, just like the the previous gents. And uh, you called it early, way back in twenty twenty. Of you were you were, you jumped on to haunted night. You wanted to tackle some Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, and then we were almost almost a little puzzled of what you would return with this year. And then we we're like, Pete. I mean, you got to do the capper, right? Lay up, lay up. You got to do the capper here. So the real challenge comes next year. If you're willing to come back next year, yeah, I think um, done. you're done. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. Beats done today. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this is the last one. Throwing in the towel. Taking on straight out of Gotham full time. Don't Maybe already do that. Swap spots. <laughs> swap spots with Holzman. He can come on here and do the wrap ups uh, at the end of the month. Done. Done. Eric Holzman. Very good. Holzman. <laughs> All right. Um, Pete, enough frolicking. 
let's let's go ahead and dive into the book of choice for today. Let's talk Batman the Long Halloween Special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Where do you want to begin? Where well, let's go. Let's go with where do we begin? A year ago, no. The uh, written by Jeff Loeb, obviously. Drawn by the late great Tim Sale, obviously. R.I.P. This special came out in twenty twenty one. It was released in like a prestige format, physically, with three different covers. It was also released digitally. And it is available currently on DC Universe Infinite because it's so recent and because it is just a 48 page special. uh, I don't know if they'll I mean, I'm sure probably one day they'll do some kind of re-release with it or something. But it's hard for me to kind of imagine what that will be. That's going to be bigger and greater than, you know, the initial release physically. Um, it's kind of uh, killing jokeish. I, I imagine they'll figure something out. Yeah, I mean, I'm there, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, day it's one the only Batman book you really ever read. It's the only one I ever read. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> as I always must do, and because there's limited options with this, I think I know your answer. But also, Pete, which version of this did you read? Uh, I read the this version with this cover. I didn't know there were three covers. I don't Physical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is the same. I read it physically as well with the. I guess like the the main cover of Batman with the pumpkin in the background. And he's jumping yeah. down the second cover that sale did that. I also picked Shoot up just him. because it was Tim sale is the close up is the purple cover with Harvey Dent's face, but it's actually two face. And um, do you remember that one? I think I vaguely do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I picked that one up, too, because I was just going to double dip. And then I i don't know if it was a 110 or 125 was like a sketch real close up on Two-Face's face. And then his pupil was a pumpkin. Cool. And I think I think, yeah, I thought that one was really cool. It was expensive, I think, at the time. So I passed on it. And then since then, obviously, since the passing of sale and stuff, too, I think that one's really expensive now. Um, so that'd be a cool one to grab one day. Uh, no, not yet. But I might sell a kidney and go for it. Roll the dice. What about one of your fiance's kidneys? She doesn't need them. I think I'll probably be a gentleman and get rid of mine before hers. Your loss. Okay. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, my my loss. Uh, <laughs> I remember, but I got to ask, do you remember when you first read this? Uh, the Wednesday, Tuesday it came out. <laughs> yeah, so because... Yeah, like two years ago, because you and I talked about it on the wrap up episode. Um, I think that was yeah. our first that's our first year of doing the wrap ups. Was it? Yeah. Everything kind of blends together. Everything days. blends together. Yeah. Especially we've read so many comics, you and I just for the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we talked about it then. Um, I probably dipped into it a little early because I think I I think I reviewed it for Batman on film. Even you can't and wait because you're a child. I can't <laughs> wait on some things. And when it's something like this too, the long Halloween. Yeah, I was not going to wait. And actually on the YouTube channel, I only did a couple of these. I called them quick reviews and uh, I edited a quick video. It's like two minutes of this on the the Batman Book Club YouTube channel. Um 
some people watched it and paid attention to it. So that was at least nice. It's nice when people pay attention to things you work on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. I and I knew that this was probably like it was inevitable that this is going to be a more deep dive, because even though we talk about in the wrap up episodes about issues, we don't do deep dives because we have plenty of books to cover. And I think even at that time, October 2021, we were we were doing like 30 Batman books a month or something. So oh, really, <laughs> I knew <laughs> those we were like, the days. We, we had like that one December that was like brutal. It was like 50 yeah. bucks. It was crazy. Clark but, Bull was um, like, ha ha, try this. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to cover all the Batman books, huh? Massive dump of comics. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, why the long Halloween special? Why Why did I pick this? Yeah, why'd you pick this? Uh, well, because I know this is uh, Ryan Lauer's uh, The Apple of His Eye. And it continues on with the theme of I don't have to think about the long Halloween for three years. (laughs) I could just jump right into it in Halloween, you know, like it's just it's it made my decision making a lot easier. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Um, So start thinking now. Oh, no, no, you already said you're done. You're done. This is which which you're peaking. I mean, because this is actually like the last. You know, and it's kind of it's kind of sad to think about of. This is the last new, like, lobe sale Batman work to cover on the show. Like, first time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything funny else they've done ends, has been done. It ends in a tease, right? Yeah. Like, we were supposed to get more, and I doubt we will. Me uh, too. For so there was a, a glimmer of hope, and actually, and they did get some. I was checking out, it was like Den of Geek, Entertainment Weekly. I think sci-fi they they all got some time with Salem Loeb to you know uh, to promote this book and ask a couple questions and I mean as I think any writers artists and stuff will do storytellers will do they won't say this is the final kibosh instead they did leave it open to like a you know and maybe like maybe there's an idea we have an idea maybe something you know down the road and whatever and i and in 2021 when i got done reading this you know i think anybody listening knows that the the last page it says the end for now uh in that interview i think with the entertainment weekly one Loeb calls this an epilogue mm-hmm. there's a little like a couple snippets that make it feel like it's not an epilogue it's like a tease for something that's coming next and then with sales passing last year i'm sorry but like to me if you remove tim's sale then it's like close the book on the long halloween like universe you know he's too crucial especially in comic book form these two have handled all of that stuff the look Maybe you could get away with it as, like a writer, but as far as like artists, especially with someone with such a distinct look like Sale, it's like I don't think you even go back to the universe at all. Was it its own universe or was it in continuity? That's the part I didn't really understand. Well, I think it's in continuity, and, and in one I... of those interviews, Loeb even said too of like what they wanted to do with their stories is they they can fit in gaps without changing anything before or after. Mm-hmm. So you can read year one and then go into the long Halloween and nothing with the long Halloween retcons or negates year one. Right. And then other main moments of Batman's history, this whole long Halloween, dark victory, even the haunted night, 
uh, stories, none of that contradicts, retcons, negates the main, like, uh, influential stories in Batman's history. And I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think of the Engelhart and Rogers with Strange Apparitions and then Dark Detective, and they were going to do a sequel to Dark Detective, and then Marshall Rogers passed away. So it was, I think... There was like an issue or two that were was even completed. And then Rogers passed away. And so then it was like, nope, not doing it. And it's done. It'll never be released. So it kind of even made me wonder with this too of like, oh, but were they working on some? And then it just never went anywhere. Or is it always intended? This is this is it. Yeah. To know. be honest, I've always kind of felt like Hush was a part of the long Halloween, like kind of like I always felt like part yeah i was and so Mm. i I always always wondered like maybe jim lee would kind of come out of like semi artist retirement and kind of pick up the reins there in honor of of tim not necessarily mimicking style obviously doing jim style but because i always i always figured like hush was just part of the lobe epic you know to steal a line from the batman the epic crime sagas that those were you know yeah hmm I don't know, because I thought in that that new edition of Hush that was released, there was like five new pages and it teased that there's going to be more to Hush coming. So I'd feel like Lee would do that before Long Home. I don't know. Of course, if any if there is ever a continuation, he, he's, he's with got this, bigger and better jobs these days. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> better paying. Um, if they ever return to this, though, obviously I will be reading it and picking mm-hmm. it up. It's just I don't think you just can't. You can't. I don't know. Uh-uh. Because I think this is it. I just think this is it. I, I kind of agree with you. I also felt for the first time that this book kind of made the the long Halloween feel out of continuity, like it's its own little world, you know. Okay. Just Let's dig in. Like, How so? Um, I feel like the Batman and Robin interactions are very un- unlike Batman throughout the uh, the 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 low run. Uh, I I don't. My biggest problem is Robin going trick or treating with Barbara Gordon. I just don't think Batman would allow that. I, I I could I could see Gordon asking for Babs. I can kind of see that happening, but I can't see Batman allowing Robin to go trick or treating. Like I and I know that he doesn't really. They they give off the impression that Batman doesn't really tr- still doesn't trust Robin mm-hmm. after the events of Dark Victory, which I kind of felt the opposite after Dark Victory. Like I was like Batman was like, especially after the the altercation in the cave. Uh, Batman was really impressed and kind of, you know, obviously the candle and everything and move forward Robin. So I kind of, it's not as, uh, I remember loving this when I first read it, but I remember now, now I I remember reading, rereading it. I reread it twice and I'm kind of picking things I I don't enjoy. It doesn't, it doesn't rank as high. Like I remember I I rode the wave of like, yes, Lord Sailor back. Oh, this is amazing. It's all over (laughs) my face. You know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now I'm well, kind of like, like, okay, this is this is good. It's not yeah. great. It's also I'm also at the same point now with Tim's pa- uh, Tim Sales passing. Like, I'm kind of glad this came out because it's the last piece of you know that that little piece of Batman history, really. Yeah. So the new car smell is still there for me on this. I still, I don't think it will. There's just something with the team. I mean, I've got the three absolutes over on the, on the shelf of long Halloween, dark victory, haunted night. 
their annual reads for me. They give me such a thrill. They make me so happy. It's going to be expensive. It's expensive. But you got Long Halloween, my favorite absolute, but also because at the time, the Long Halloween absolute contained so much extra stuff that was incredible. And reprints now have started to release that in like smaller form, but they've started to release more of those extras in the other formats and stuff. But at the time, the absolute, oh my gosh, so you got the best one. You're good. But I have no complaints. I think listen to you and I talk about each issue of the Haunted Night collection the past three years. There's no nits to pick on my end. I don't Ooh. have nits to pick on this end. And something that even with that going trick or treating, I know could be kiddish and stuff too. But I think it's a strength for me of like Loeb doesn't lean into it being hokey or too childish. And then with sales art and then, I mean, um, their friend Richard Starkings comes back for this on the uh, yeah so he did lettering and design um, and then Brennan Wagner is the colorist Matt Wagner's son and I think Ooh. he does a really good job too to make to make this fit like the vibe yeah. of all their other work too and so um, I could see how that that trick-or-treating section for you could be like eh, eh. for me it does like it I don't know that it'll ever there's like, a lot of great me. stuff around it like sure. I think gilda's return is magical like everything around gilda i think is really awesome that's good that's a good place to start because that's op- literally that's gilda. the start of the book gilda. 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 anyways the book starts with i mean her escape from the squire institute for the criminally insane i was Why trying to find it uh, cause oh, she's in not... Massachusetts. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Um, so she's escaping that. I was trying to find in in Dark Victory because I'm pretty sure Gordon and Batman talked about. They did a quick line of Gilda, like she moved somewhere and started a new family, and then Janice. I did find where Janice Porter's in the for St. Patrick's Day. She's with Barbara in the Irish pub, and she asked about gilda and barbara said that she just up and vanished and janice porter asks is she still alive and then gordon interrupted and they never went back to it so here it opens with her escaping the institute and then she ends up telling harvey that she's been back for a while no she's crazy and i'm like huh i mean and like, what kind of thread do you want to pull on from that? Because she's lying to Harvey that she's been back for a while. Apparently, she had a family and moved on. Oops, she just up and disappeared. But yet, oops, she just she escaped like an insane asylum. So how'd she end up in a in a you know in the institute in the first place? All that's just kind of like some intrigue on my end of like I wonder what Pete thinks has happened from the end of the Long Halloween until now. Because are you do you agree with me that it goes long Halloween the following year dark victory the following year this? Uh yeah. I mean, I would assume so. It being on Halloween gives you the like is easy to indicate. Oh, okay, it's the following Halloween. Then it wasn't the yeah. same one as Dark Victory. It was the following. Um, okay, so what do you think happens with her over that? Uh, let's see, Dark Victory. Then that almost last. It's like two years, three years time. I think Gilda's so cracked, she doesn't know what... I think she's kind of jokerish, and she's just making it up as she goes along. 
gotcha. to be honest with you. I just, I, because it just, she's meant, she's clearly mentally broken because even Batman says, like, she doesn't see Two Face, she only sees Harvey. Like, her, her world revolves around Harvey. Without Harvey, there is no world. So it's just, you know, like, her, she probably, she probably know. made half this crap up, to be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't see her starting a family if she's that, if she cares that much about Harvey. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, good on Loeb's part to provide that to where it's just like, I don't know. There's a couple different routes, pending what you, the route you want to go. Like you can, you can take that. She just disappeared. Never heard from her again. Oh, she did go and start a family. Oh, she actually, you know, she cracked, she got arrested. She's an Institute. She escapes and she's a cuckoo bird. Like, but then for this story, we don't see elements of her. Like she's not the villain in this by any means. Hell, Two Face no, is the villain uh, in this. Not really. I mean, I think it's kind of brilliant how Calendar Man's the only one who figured out the truth. Yeah. So she's kind of the villain in a way. You know, like everyone's trying to get their, you know, Calendar Man's basically trying to get his revenge, you know, mm-hmm. on uh, on Gilda for stealing his his uh, his his MO. Um, you know, not even Batman can figure out what what's up with Gilda, you know, like it's it's pretty cool how Calendar Man finally figured this out. I, yeah, and I remember I read, I think I was so excited when this came out that I read through it way too fast that I took everything, as I usually do anyway, very literally, to where I was like, wait, what's the secret? What's the secret that Batman now knows? What? And then it was like after, way after the fact and realizing, well, it's because Calendar Man, he knows. He knows Gildo's been was a holiday killer. Batman now knows, and that's why Calendar Man went and got Gilda because of jealousy, because his ego has been, you know, damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love that factor too, that it focuses in on that. And I think that's a great epilogue to all of this. Is Calendar Man is out and he's kind of like it, as he even says, Riddler has his riddles. Catwoman has her cast. Joker has his dot, dot, dot. Why did you have to pick holidays? Like, that was yeah. my thing. Why couldn't you do something yeah. else? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, and then when he, when he's questioning her, because he's in the church, so when he kidnaps her and he's, uh, and, he, and he has the holiday with, you know, the gun with the baby yeah. bottle nipple at the end and everything. I'm like, that's a perfect touch. It is. It just makes me want to rewatch Batman Forever. Do tell, explain. Just for the nipples, like I just, I see the nipples. Oh, and I'm for like, the nipples, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Joel. <laughs> so you think of the nipples in it? <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. What do you want to um, touch on with some of this? Uh, I, I, I just like how it just seems like it's it's a typical sale a uh, sale Loeb kind of like crime detective story, you know. And like I just love the way he lo- writes Batman. He's like, "Where's Julian Day? What you, I'm going to beat the crap out of one of you to one of you talk." You know, like I just I kind of like that version of Batman. Like, Grr. oh my god, that that I yeah I love that dialogue. Yeah, and how he's let's see. So I'm trying to flip. Does I, I'm going to work I'm, on both of you until someone talks. <laughs> that means one of you is going to take a beating for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. There's no fat to be trimmed on that. That feels like 
Then, then, like then he follows up with, I don't care which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then both as he's going to close, you have one who's like, no. And the other one, no. <laughs> I bet the one on the right, uh, May. Yeah. So June's hesitant. May's like, oh, I'm selling you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I taking also, this beating. Like this picture, this uh, this panel on the next page of Gordon screams Simmons to me. Screams what? J.K. Simmons. Like I just I think of that nice, version. Yeah. It's the it's the mustache. Like mm-hmm. Simmons had that big bushy mustache. You know, he had a great mustache. He had a great look for Gordon. He Obviously, did. Gary Oldman did too. Uh, J.K. Simmons, though. Yeah, I thought he was another. Oh, that's a good looking Gordon. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Mm-hmm. But I I always love and this is a great skill of. I mean, I don't know if you'd say sale because it's happened at all of sales work, but maybe some of it goes to Brennan Wagner as well. But Ooh. the always the reflection off of Gordon's glasses. Yeah. And I think even later in this in this uh, issue as well, you you do get a good silhouette of Gordon. But those glasses get the reflection and then you, you get you see the mustache so he can still be kind of like in shadow, but you still got to make sure that 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 mustache pops out and then the reflection off the glasses. And oh, so good. Great stuff, and I do I do appreciate and like the the scenes of Batman with Gordon because remember they left, you know, Long Halloween and Dark Victory had some of its moments of questioning, like the Batman and Gordon aren't where we know them, you know, they're Ooh. they're damaged, uh, and I think and that was something that Loeb had mentioned as well as uh, he had watched a Beatles documentary. Of four in how in a relatively small amount of time, four people came together and changed music. And then just like that, you know, they were damaged and broken up. And he really wanted to do that with. I once heard they were overrated. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's a crazy thought. And how he wanted to do that. That was inspiration of, you know, he found it as Batman and Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent. Those Mm. four coming together. And then the damage of how quickly that breaks up. And I think that's a great kind of like a almost metaphor. But like a, a a basis for like that story that still even like all these years later and still. In this book, like this issue story, whatever you have, it, like you can still feel the the effects and ramifications, and like the, the quick little lines of kind of like, no, Harvey Dent is two-faced. There's no Harvey Dent anymore. Which isn't exactly true, I don't think. These moments that he has with Gilda, I think that that's Harvey Dent. The awesome, awesome scenes in the in the sewer and the the mirror, mirror reflection of you get you're seeing two faces. He's hugging Gilda, but then you see the Harvey reflection in the mirror, and like it's very fitting of matching his emotion, like matching his emotion. Like I don't like I think it's just so it's really well done. Ooh. Obviously, surprise! Tim Sale did a good job. <laughs> I actually like uh, I like Grundy's little. Uh, of course, thing. you like Grundy. You know, like I I think it's cool. You know, I was like Harvey says he has a friend, and it's Grundy just going in there. Him and Grundy are just going there bulldozer style, and then you know he dives on the bomb and, and and with the dynamite, <laughs> <laughs> and then Harvey goes like something like oh, resurrected on Sunday. You know, like it's it's. It's cool. Like I was like, he yep. he gets a little bit of the rhyme in there. I like it. I'm with you too. I I love that. You know, ever since that issue, it the feels uh, like closure, the Labor Day issue, 
mm-hmm. of the long Halloween when he discovered Grundy below the sewers. It's just like those two have been. It's really funny that someone would have a connection with, you know, a monster. But I love that Two-Face gravitated toward him and that, that that's like his. uh um his security you know yeah. his his bouncer if you will and then the fact of like he doesn't leave him hanging here either and grundy sacrifices himself for harvey on that too it's like i don't know that's kind of like that's some fun little magical moments that Loeb can consistently do like in these books i think and i like it they're such they're great little touches to add a little care to mm. grundy who is a villain quote unquote but I don't know. I don't see him as much of like a villain in this story either. He's just kind of like a loner. He's just kind of there. He's just kind of hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a good point. I like, I really enjoy his inclusion. Yeah. No, to it, the. It, it just, like I said, it just feels like closure. It feels like. I know closure. It, there you and go. It, it ends and it says like, you know, for now, but it, it, it does kind of feel like there are a lot there. There's a couple loose ends that are tied up here. Mm-hmm. All the major characters needed that needed to make an appearance did, except for probably like what Catwoman, but like the story just doesn't lend itself to that. It's about no. What would yeah? What would what would she have brought to this? Because I mean, that's another thing that was kind of surprising. And of course, I was happy to get anything, but it being forty eight pages, and I'm like, oh man, the lobe like those books, the lobe sale Batman books can read quick too, because it's not exposition heavy and long conversations or long internal dialogue or anything you can read those in kind of a breeze i'm like man 48 pages is going to probably go by pretty fast and it kind of does so i don't know how you would have you could have justified catwoman showing up and given her a reason uh without lessening some of the other elements in it i bet like for you probably it could have been like oh i know cut the trick-or-treat scene (laughs) yeah to be honest I find that one fun. And of course, because it's freaking Halloween. So it looks like fall. And then there's jack-o'-lanterns all over the place. I'm like, oh my God. Yep. That does it for me. Just want your pumpkin spice latte. Mm hmm. Uh, it gets me to frolic. God, you're so weird. Join us, Pete. No, frolic. We're not doing that. Frolic. Nope. We're not doing that. We're not doing that shit. <laughs> Trick or treat or frolic. Uh, so let's see. We touched on. Oh, I liked. I, <laughs> okay, so knowing what we know and how you and I already said that, like we think there's some cracks in Gilda Dent. And then we have Harvey who says, or Gilda says, "I can't believe you got us back our house. Why do you, you think they sold and moved so quickly? I made them an offer they couldn't refuse. Now, could stop right there." But then she says, well, what do you mean? And he said, I gave them twice what they paid for it. So I think you can go two ways with that. Two He's a liar. Who? Two ways. He's a liar. I made him an offer they couldn't refuse. He scared the shit out of him, made him bail, or he killed him. Or because it's fitting to Two-Face at this point, he really did like give them double what they're, the double the money, and they, and they bailed. Yeah, I think he shot him twice in the head. I kind of feel that way too. Like they're in the basement. Uh, he was living in a sewer. Did he have a ton of money at that point? I don't think he had money. I don't know. You can I think you can kind of lean either way with it. I'll tell you though, I love the look of the I always loved the look of that house and how it was drawn. 
Ooh. just feels like such a nice little a nice little home and then especially with the coloring of the the sunset behind it um the jack lanterns out front and then of course the witch and the cat decorations in the window and then the thinking it's trick or treat uh, the trick or treaters and then it's actually holiday and he's like well isn't this a holiday which that's a great uh, full page shot with the two jack lanterns out right next it's to it's really cool how he's wearing like converse by the way like, I just saw they're, that too. <laughs> to- they're totally chucks. A sign of the times. Still living in the nineties. Those Converse. But I I do like the little bit of like double meaning that he has with this too. Where of course, like you reading and how I just said with Lobes, you know, he has some magical little moments and stuff. And how you could do that with this too? Like, oh, isn't this a holiday? <laughs> Like I like I don't know like Julian Day like what kind of voice do you say? I almost envision him with like a British voice. Well, Mister uh, Superhero Genre David Dustmalshen did the voice of him. Do you not hear his voice if you ever re- like when you revisit any of these? No, Conor I don't. I don't. You don't I at don't. all. Okay. I don't think I've watched that movie enough for myself to actually gotcha. get that point. Okay, it's not like B Taz, you know, or, you know. Sure. That's kind of like ingrained in my brain. Well, with with him, he wants. Why do you think his motivation to kidnap Gilda? Uh, and the ransom is Harvey joining him. W- like, what's the play there? Why would it be important for him to get Harvey? Because Didn't Gilda's Harvey put him still- in jail. He did, but I mean, if if he's out, he wants revenge. I'm, I guess, but like, he was pissed because Gilda took the holidays. Yeah, you threw me in jail, and then your wife stole my my gig. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Leave me alone. <laughs> but he but he wanted Harvey to join him. He didn't want him to show up so that he could kill him. So that that's not like a a plot hole or anything like that for me. I'm just kind of curious of. So okay, you put me in jail. Your wife stole holidays. The other holiday killer, he gone. So I've already got Gilda. Why didn't like that's where I was piecing a little bit of like, what did he want with Harvey? Or is it just the ego boost of like, I got you to join me. Now let's go steal birthstones. I always thought he was going to kill him at some point. Yeah. Yeah. On a holiday, yeah, I just, I just Groundhog's did. Day. I, that was going to be the next sequel, Groundhog's Day. On two o two, he was going to kill Two Face. Wow, starring Bill Murray. Bill Murray is Two Face. <laughs> Bill Murray is the Groundhog in Batman. It's the Groundhog's sequel Day. that everyone's wanted. <laughs> a new yes. Batman movie and a sequel to Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, merging it and it's just like oh, revolt, man. We're onto something it's here. It's really all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. Bill Murray uh, is Two Face with Michael Keaton returning again as Batman. Yeah. Like, what is going on? I don't say on Earth too in the multiverse, but maybe that would be like that'd be like Earth seventy five, right? Okay. Yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere, Billy G. Williams is still not Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, what else? What else we got here? 
I did like um, Batman dressed up as Harvey in the uh, in the joining of the gem stealing session. I thought that was kind of cool. That was a great double cross. And then and I'm like, where, how do the ears fit underneath that mask? Because he's Batman. Like, oh, oh, geez. That's, how did he get just... out of the pit? Because he's Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, geez. You got one more question? Because I got How's your answer. How's he going to defeat Superman? He's Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I like that too. That's a good little double cross. I like. He gets a little bloody, really beating the hell. He's got some leftover anger when he beats the hell out of Calendar. Yeah, I really thought, like, I was like, man, he's really going over the edge here because he's, like, dripping blood from the knuckles. And, he, like, he, <laughs> I love he goes, the boy is young. He'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, I just kind of love that Batman. Like, it just, I love that a-hole Batman attitude. I really do. Like, this yeah. is the way it is. It sucks. Well, and Sale does a great thing too. So definitely the teeth flying after a punch in the mouth. Mm-hmm. But then also as Calendar Man's laying there, it, it looks I mean, like when Batman beat the hell out of Alberto. Alberto. Uh and his fingers are all jacked up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Calendar Man here too, like every single finger is just like bent in ways it shouldn't be. And it's like, oh damn. Look at that. Batman punched him so hard in the face it broke all of his fingers. <laughs> yeah. The boy is young. He'll learn. He'll learn. <laughs> um No, I thought all that was all that was cool and then if we I mean it only makes sense that Two-Face would take Gilda and that they'd escape. And so then when and they I kind of like that. The ultimate double double cross. I'm like, yeah. That's great. That's a nice little punctuation at the end, and it's romantic too. They get in this nice little rowboat. The moon is out in the background. It's it's it, it, it almost feels like a Valentine's Day thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, Which is a holiday. So <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. The kind of what you'd said in focusing on Gilda too. So it just I guess it just depends on how it can work how you want it to work. Of the she is just this smitten wife who will never give up on her Apollo. And you get that panel, or on that last page, Two-Face says there are two of them now, two, Batman and Robin. And then it's just Gilda in the panel, she says, and there's two of us again, now and forever. But And that panel could almost be like, oh, she's just like, she won't give up on Harvey, she loves him. Or it's like, if you take the, if you change the tone and make it dark and she's, and she's like crazy, that's like kind of chilling too it's Lower. almost like that there's two it's of both us. it's both it's both because it's two yeah it's both it goes Beer. both ways and there's two of us again now and forever yeah and yeah <laughs> you know like, what she... i would imagine think about it like she's uh she's a whacked out serial killer and he's a hardened crime boss like it's just it it's they are destined to just, you know, do this dance forever, as someone once said. So I didn't. This is a little forced, but at the beginning, could have been an alternate line of dialogue when Grundy lets her into Harvey's room and she's like, Harvey, it's been a while. You know, <laughs> Bill said that on the on the last podcast I did with him, and I couldn't help but chuckle when he said it. <laughs> And I, I don't know. I don't think he understood what I was doing because I just, you know, there's no context. But 
I, I now I'm just like <laughs> the uh, Pete got a a picture for me the other day because it popped up on the radio. It pops up on the radio a lot for some reason lately around here, and I laugh every time. And I don't hear it the same. Yeah, like even as he's as stained is playing and singing, and nope, I don't hear it the same. <laughs> it's kind of like right now, like for some reason, higher is playing repeatedly in my head, so I can just hear Scott Stapp. <laughs> it's because of Texas Rangers. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably and then it. did you see the also Kirk Cousins said that the Vikings took inspiration and played some some Creed in their locker room. So that'll mean the Jets gonna... <laughs> will take inspiration when they trade for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, of course. And then Holzman can sing it at halftime of the Super Bowl. I was gonna say his American Idol audition part two. Well, he sang, uh, and then he'll be on the then he'll be on the mass singer. Yeah, sing it. Okay, there we go. Got it. It's all connected. Holzman, he's such a phenomenal human being. Can't wait till he shows up on the wrap up episode. Uh, Holzman, yeah, maybe if you're lucky. (laughs) Let's see here. I mean, what do you got to touch on? It is a short, like it's a short and sweet. It's forty eight pages, but it's short and sweet. Yeah. It's great, like you said. It touches on all the. I think the characters that you. I don't know. Kind of need to. You got touch Batman. On. You got Gordon. You got Gildy. You got Dent. Like everything else, you know. Like it. It, it covers it all. Really. You get a little bit of Alfred in there. It's... A little bit of uh of uh, what's his name, um Jim Gordon Jr. Who's dressed up as a devil, which is fitted. Yeah. Oh, that was another fun thing in the. So little visual cues sale. I know that this was, so this book 2021 was 22 years after dark victory, Mm -hmm. 25 years after long Halloween, but yet looks, I think because of the paper, because it's like a a thin, like a glossier paper. It's not the thick cardboard kind. Definitely Mm. just makes me feel like like this could have been something that he drew right after dark victory. Like it, it fits in perfectly, especially like the sewer stuff looks um, right on par. Two Face himself looks right on par. Um, what was I going to say? The... Remind me. This is another reason why I think that the book is in its own continuity. In in Long Halloween, Dark Victory, because uh, you're the expert on this, I don't remember. Oh geez, I'm not going to get this question. Gordon's is Barbara Gordon's daughter or niece? Because here he clearly states niece. Uh, in Haunted Night, he says niece. Okay, so that is that is continuous because I believe at this point it's hard to keep track with this, but I believe right now she's his daughter. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, what I always that's what I always knew. And so when I first read these, um, I'm back with Haunted Night because it was Madness, the Mad Hatter one, the second story. Madness. That's that's where ooh, that's where Barbara's included and it's niece, and it emphasizes that whole point of like she's living with him now, mm-hmm. and that's niece, niece, blah blah blah, niece. Uh, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, no, that, that, that's so weird. When did they do this? this? What? what? That's his the daughter. Is that the way it was in 66? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The trick-or-treat scene, I do like the little Beast Boy cameo that's up in the window. That's like mm-hmm. a, a window decoration. Um, oh, man, I just... Oh, Sale said... So Loeb gave Sale a, and this was in one of those, I can't remember, Den of Geeks, Sci-Fi, Entertainment Weekly, where the living room of the Gordons, uh, he just looked after Archie Bunker's living room. Because their thoughts of like, oh, the equivalent of, you know, living in Brooklyn or the Bronx, 
middle class. It's not some kind of like extravagant home. And it's like, so what feels very much like down to earth home? He said, Archie Bunker's living room. So that's just kind of what he modeled it after. And I thought that was kind of a fun little. Um, oh my god, I had to check that out. I didn't think I never knew that. A little bit. It's not going to change anything with the story, but I always appreciate little nuggets like that. Uh, so funny. Yeah, and then just the last you page. Hit, the, you, you meathead, meathead, <laughs> Gloria, meathead. Uh, I did think that the last page. So yeah, because I read it so fast. That last page, the dents have a secret. Julian Day knew it as well, and I'm afraid I know. I now know it too. My first read, because I don't know why, I was like, what's the secret? Are they announcing another story where that's what the secret is? And then it was thinking like, because I guess a little bit to me is like, Calendar Man, he already knew Gilda was Holiday Killer before this. But I guess this story is just as, and this where it fits is Loeb saying it's an epilogue. He's just kind of getting his revenge on the two Holiday Killers that, and you know, moved in on his shtick. Yeah, and and so that's and it's coming to light now to where Batman's like, well, I know that Gilda was one of them, and um, which is different than the animated movie because, uh, at the end of the Long Halloween movie, Batman, you know, confronts her basically about it. Mm-hmm. Now, because mm-hmm. there's a big hoopty do of people say, I can't believe Batman just oh let Gilda God. walk free because she's a killer. This movie's as bad as Hush. I couldn't believe what they did with the yeah. Riddler and with Gilda here. It's unbelievable. Like, oh God. Like, oh God. In which I heard <sighs> and listened to uh, writer extraordinaire Tim Sheridan, who was the, the writer of that movie, and how he said, well, how do you not know that she walked up those steps and GCPD was right there and arrested her? Like, That's not there in the movie, but it, like... I don't know. That could be it. And I thought that's a good point and how you can kind of just choose. I don't know. It's yeah. there. That's, I mean, I, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, uh, John Blake falls off a building. <laughs> I was going to say. The gun doesn't work and he's dead. Release the Peter cut. That's it. <laughs> he goes jumping off. Splat. I shot it above my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Bring justice to John Blake. <laughs> Just John Blake action figures just falling from my garage onto my 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 driveway. Love Splat. it. Splat. The Dark that's Knight the, falls. That's, <laughs> that's the uh, remember the how it should have ended. Yeah, series on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Pete's Dark Knight Gravity. <laughs> Gravity. Uh, Pete, do you have anything else that you want to touch on? No, I'm just. I I, I don't think this is. I don't think it's perfect. I, I think it's a wonderful addition. I'm glad it came out. Um, you know, I'm happy that they had one more run in them as a mm-hmm. team. Um, because Long Halloween's a big part of why I'm a Batman fan and why I think Paul Herman's insane. Um, yeah. you know, I can't and, believe he doesn't like the Long Halloween. I don't understand. Uh, I believe his his word is overrated. Paul's overrated. Uh, uh, and for that, yeah. stick around in November where there's going to be a lot of Paul Herman on the Batman book. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, no, it's it is a fun little treat. You know, it, it's like a nice piece of Halloween candy. It's satisfying. Yeah. So this is an interesting and just into. Um, into the into the newsroom here, you've got a submitted question from listener Mira. Now. 
obviously knowing that all of this says the long Halloween based on long Halloween, but Pete, if all this didn't happen on Halloween, what other day do you find fitting for it? Mischief night. Mischief night. Devil's yeah. night. As Detroit calls it. Is that what Detroit calls it? I asked the Bill night, about the this. Night they before? don't have mischief night in Texas. Yeah, the night before Halloween, mischief night. Yeah, we Devil's call it mischief night. night. That's okay. when, uh, is it Eric Draven, the crow? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's when he, uh, that's when he dies. He crows Devil's out. Night. And then uh, Eminem's group, D12, have actually a really cool song. It's Devil's Night. Da, 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 nice. Da, da, da. Um, cool. Yeah, she just has that. She had said maybe 4th of July because fireworks can cover up the flare of the crime. Oh, that's nice. Or the anniversary of Bruce's parents' death because Bat- Batman slash Bruce himself would be preoccupied that day. And two people died. It feels like Two-Face would be interested in that. I don't know. There you maybe. go. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's called the Long Halloween special. So I think it's pretty important that it happens on Halloween. So there you go. End of the wire. Breaking news. You heard it here first. All right, let's get let's get to uh let's get to some favorites here. Yes, you've got a question? Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part of the long Halloween special? My favorite part? Yeah. Um I actually enjoyed the fact that Two Face and Gilda got away in the little rowboat. At the end? That's probably yeah. Like it, it, it's weird. It feels like a very kind of like sadistic happy ending, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it's just yeah. It's like I should not be happy that these two people are getting away <laughs> right now, but I kind of am. They didn't do anything that bad in this issue, though. That we saw. Uh, Harvey, could, Harvey he could definitely have, killed he could, whoever. Lived he, <laughs> I was gonna say he killed the homeowners, but we didn't see it. So you could say like, well, they didn't do anything too bad in this one. Um, man. Like I always want to choose a Batman part, but I might, I might choose like Grundy's sacrifice. Ooh, I like it. That's a good one. I like Born it. Born on a Monday. Born Monday, died on a Tuesday. Risen on a Wednesday. <laughs> Risen on a Sunday, my friend. Like this, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. Um, how about a favorite panel? It's a tie between uh, Batman Ooh. fighting May and June, like his first appearance in that vault, uh-huh. and Gilda escaping. Like I just the way that Sale drew Gilda's escape mm-hmm. is very ghouly and spooky and Halloweeny, and it just really sticks out to me. Nice. I think there's a lot for such a like a forty-eight page story. I I do like both pages of Harvey in the sewer because of his reflection. We're seeing the two face side, but in the reflection of the mirror, we're seeing the Harvey side. Uh, Batman in, in the vault. I'm like, where's Julia day? Like that's total, that's total Batman. Uh, Looks great. Stuff like on the roof, when you've got the different colored, uh, like sunset and the, (laughs) the house with the sunsets, but yeah, Wagner really crushed it there. Uh, I think mine is crazy as it kind of is, though, is just. I mean, it's probably as discussed. It's got Batman, Robin and Gordon with the pumpkin because it's yeah. just like, I don't know. I, I love Halloween <laughs> and I love pumpkins. But then I could easily say that it is the trick or treat scene because that's like even more Halloween. But it's like, but that doesn't have Batman. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably I don't know. I'd probably go with that. That's it. Yeah, but I do like. I love in the sky of like the shattered bat signal. That's like a two-faced bat signal. So Ryan basically. loves oh, the whole. Damn it. 
Pretty much. <laughs> Damn it! There, I made my choice though, as discussed. Boom. I like the front cover and everything in between. <laughs> the next forty-eight pages, and then even the back cover. Done. In which I like that too, actually, on the back cover and how it is like a calendar man's goons that have the yep. the months across the top of the head. Like that's cool. Um, you should be calendar man for Halloween. I'd look great. My head shaved. Yeah. No. Get your head shaved. Get like a water marker. Bad. Write some dates on your head. Write some M A R A P R. Wear a bathrobe. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a cheap costume when you think about it. You just need really a sheet and a pair of Converse. And a pair, yes. Okay. That's the expensive one is buying some Converse, unless I buy some used. Yeah. I mean, they you probably need a new pair of sneakers anyway. Yeah. Okay. Done. Would you like to see this adapted in animation? I, uh, yeah. As a part of Dark Victory, it could be the epilogue of Dark Victory. Nice epilogue. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Gilda, Gilda. This, like, this could be. I think this could be a twenty-two minute episode of animation. I don't think it could be any longer than that. And maybe they do that as like a DC animated short. After, yeah. I mean, you have to establish Dark Victory, and then you can do this. You can't. You can't otherwise. Uh, I don't know. I guess you could. I mean, you don't really need Robin. I don't know. Maybe. True. You remove the Robin aspect, and then I think this could flat out follow up Long Halloween. Yeah. So, but I want more. So, yeah, give me Dark Victory and then do this. All right. right. That's what Ryan says. Yep. That's what that's what we did. Made it happen. Jim Lee, you better be listening. Tim Sheridan's writing uh, Dark Victory right now. Nice. Done. All right. Well, I think that's that'll do it. So, Pete, thanks for coming back on. As always, Peter R. Vera. Yeah, Eric Holzman. <laughs> sidekick. You're a sidekick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for that podcast, Straight Out of Gotham. So why don't you go ahead and plug uh, that and anything uh, You else? can follow me on social media at Pete Illustrated. You can follow my one podcast, Straight Out of Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G. You can follow my other podcast, Italian Spider-Man Coalition, at Italians for Spidey. And I'm all, uh, follow the Batman uh, on film podcast, because uh, I recently mm-hmm. did a show there. Uh, I did a show with uh, the editor-in-chief of Batman on film, uh, Bill Jett Ramey, uh, recently as well. So that'll probably drop soon. And uh, BatmanOnFilm.com and Batman on film YouTube all over there. So check that stuff out. Everywhere. He's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I, I never actually ask a grade on this, and I should have done this first. What would your grade be for this story? Uh, B plus. B plus. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> a. Um, on my end. There we go. Ayo. Ayo. All right. So, and as you uh, know, Pete comes back on this show at the end of every month to give a wrap up on new Batman comics. So stick around for that one as well. And he mentioned the Batman on Film podcast. Check out that feed. I've also posted it. Um around these here parts too, because I got to speak with Sean Murphy again for the Batman on film Ooh. podcast. Uh, that was a great conversation. So make sure to check that out. So as for uh, the Batman book, I'll follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, sometimes even some giveaways, make sure to subscribe to the Batman book club, YouTube channel where Pete and I eventually will get to no man's land life, right? We're a little busy. 
a little busy, but one of these days we're going to get back. I wish to some it. people would understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's, it gets a little wild. It's, it's tough. If Pete and I can't even talk Batman comics, then he knows something's up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll get back to that. And meanwhile, we've got the whole return to no man's land, eight part uh, omnibus coverage on there right now, as well as some video episodes with some great guests from the past, like Kelly Jones, Tom King, Tim Sheridan, Lee Bermeo. Um, Eric if you want to, Eric Holzman, if you want to support the show, um, there's a variety of ways you can do it. Like I said, join some of the others who are very generous and patreon.com slash the Batman BC, uh, go to tpublic.com, type in TBBC for it, the Batman book club for some cool items that have that, uh, that, that fire logo created by the one Justin Kowalski. Um, okay. I was waiting. I didn't know if you do it or not. Oh, <laughs> But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's A-OK. The easiest, quickest, most impactful thing you can do is rate and review the show. So any podcast feed that you listen to it, um, just go to the rate and review page and uh, rate and review the show. Because the more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, including Pete, the word is panic. So for Peter Arvera, I am Ryan Maurer. Happy Halloween. Eat Halloween candy and... In the